What was it? What did you, you see? I think I got it on the camera. Oh, what? Scared it off. It ran off. Scared it off. Scared it off. Okay. I think I got it. Fine. Fine. What was it? What was it? What was it? It was Bigfoot, dude. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 41, and welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, the only podcast that knows for sure that there's a squatch in these woods. <laughs> I am Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. There's a squatch in these woods. It's a damn Sam squinch. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? How has uh, the week been to you, gentlemen? Good, good, good. Good. Yeah, man. Well, good. How about you? Good. Good. <laughs> just, good. It's just so good. Glad, glad <laughs> to hear it. Worked, had some stogies, and... What'd you have stogies for? What? Just to have them. Oh. No, sit on, no sit special on the patio, occasion? Sit on the patio and have a stogie? I'm more like a special occasion stogie kind of guy. Every know. day, every day is a special occasion, baby. <laughs> every day that you're alive is a, a special occasion. I'm in a really, really good mood today. Yeah, why? Yep, yep. Why? Uh, I started off my morning within the first hour that I was awake today. Mm-hmm. Had an old guy fondling my balls. <laughs> so that that's that's a good way to start the day, right? Yeah. Right. Well, it's always nice when your grandpa comes for a visit. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, both my grandpas are dead. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, damn it! You piece of shit. I knew it. I knew that too. I, well, whatever. Nope. Had a doctor's my appointment grandpa. this morning. Mm-hmm. All my bits are in the right places. Everything's mm. good. All three are still there? All, th- all three are still there. <laughs> nice. That's we good named, to hear, we, man. Uh, we actually named the third one. Well, I, got, I got a friend you can loan one to. <laughs> <laughs> he who shall not be named. Oh, jeez. Uh, um, Ch- Chester's okay. Chester, He's, good. That's the third that's one. That's the third that's one? That's the third one, yeah. What are the other two? Mike and Mike. <laughs> Mike, Mike, and Chester. <laughs> um, MMC! Uh, yeah, uh... Did you, have you, I, I just was reading about this earlier, I didn't even know about this, but did you order your Evil Dead 2 soundtrack? No, I saw it. Waxworks is putting it out. They I put out I thought killer you been... fucking records all the time, and I and I should, because once they're gone, they're fucking expensive. Really? So I, sh- I probably should go in and pre-order it, or Re- they have up. Well, no, it's not even a pre-order, like, you can just get it right now. It's oh, only, really? It's only $28. Yeah, I should. Uh, that's one that I should. I've, I've missed out on a lot of other ones. They did, um, if I'm not mistaken, they did one for, I don't know if it was Waxworks, but another company. I think did the original Evil Dead um, a couple years ago. Was Waxworks the one because that this did year the, is the 30th, uh, I believe. Yeah, 30th Evil, anniversary for, for Evil yep. Dead 2. Yeah. Did they? Uh, are they the ones who did the? Um, was it the thing? Uh, yes. There, I think it was Waxworks. There's there's two big companies. It's Waxworks and there's another company, uh, Mondo. Uh, Mondo Tees. Oh my, yeah, yeah. They do they do records now as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I know Mondo puts out really awesome ones. One uh, and Waxworks does one of the two. It might have been Waxworks, but one of them did the uh, the Alien record where it had like the green slime in oh, between yeah. two the two sides of the record. Oh, super! That's cool. That's really cool. That they can do that because it. It's then, a pr- they're all handmade. Like, then it actually uh, like the the, the the liquid moves yeah, around on yeah. the inside. Yeah, that's rad. They're all handmade too. It's why they're so rare. That's cool. They, they hand make a certain amount of them, and then once they're gone, that's it. And then that's they're on. It. You find them online, and they're selling for like five hundred bucks. Yeah, like they're so expensive. I remember you tried. You actually oh, went on trying to so find sweet. the thing. After it was released, after yeah. it was already sold oh, out, yeah. and it good, was like, good I think luck. the cheapest one was like 250 bucks. You almost bought it. <laughs> I, I I was tempted to. Um, well, there's a there's a couple bits of local news today that were weird. First of all, this is horrifying. This a woman found a an Australian huntsman spider 
in her child's room. What? Yeah. Gigantic. Yeah, they're huge. They're like the size of your open hand. And and it they're thinking it might have come in on some kind of tropical plant or something. Yeah, that would make sense. But the thing is, is Did that... Did a snow white mm-hmm. spider come with it? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is that uh, my daughter, she talks about everything now. She's just like, she's just turned two and she talks nonstop and she always points out bugs to me. Mm-hmm. And I was in the bathroom putting in my contacts or something. And she's in my bedroom and she goes, Dada, a spider, a big spider. And I go, what? And so I walk in and she is pointing under my bed. And I and and she's standing up on top of like the cedar chest in our bedroom, and she goes big spider, big on the floor, big spider. And mm-hmm. I go okay, and so I pick her up and I go I go show me show me where it goes. And I go to put her down on the ground, and she curls her legs up. She won't put her feet on the ground. And I'm like what the fuck? I was like this must I be. A he- I thought you were gonna say you lifted her up and you saw it and you dropped her. No, oh my god, <laughs> you're on your own. <laughs> no, and. The, and then it, I didn't know about the Huntsman Spider story until up to this point. And then Aaron sends the story to me like two mm-hmm. hours later. And I was like, we have, to, we have to move out of our house. <laughs> burn, it, burn it down. Everything goes. Leave the kids. <laughs> We're being overtaken. My, uh, my mom knew this lady once that had a cactus that came. she bought for her house. Mm-hmm. And a tarantula came out of the cactus. Uh, like, was it under like in it, the soil? It was in the dirt, yeah. Oh, man. That's oh, the worst. <laughs> no, man. I want to eat tarantula. What? Why? Because uh, I learned oh, on... Oh, it tastes like lobster, doesn't I, it? Well, sort of. I learned on Bizarre Foods that mm-hmm. uh, tarantulas and crabs are somehow related. They're part of like the same like genus or whatever. I think that's plants, but whatever. You know what I'm saying. Right. Eh, whatever. <laughs> no, that's, that's part animals. of the same animal family or whatever. And so I guess when you cook tarantula, tastes it like... tastes like crab. It tastes like the well, flesh they tastes shell. like sweet crab. They shell their entire... I don't know what the actual word is, but their entire body lays yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. everything. They, they, Exo- oh, they, yeah. like they like molt. Exoskeleton. They molt. Yeah. Like into, yeah. yeah. That's gross. You're um, gross. Yeah, the other thing I was going to talk about, I don't know. I could I could skip it. I was going to talk about that big accident, but that's just a nasty story. Yeah. Did, did, did they, uh, did someone die? Yes. Oh. Yeah, Moving on. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't had any uh, any actors die lately, so we need to talk about death at some point. No, some, we don't. Some poor sap died. No, no it's just, it, well, it happened right at the end of my street, so, so it was kind of a, a big Did story, you see it go but, down? Huh? Did you see it going down? What, what no, is the, it? the scary thing is that it happened about five minutes after I drove through that intersection. For, what for exactly of, was it? Yes. Um, some, some two human pieces of excrement... Uh, Stole a Detroit Public Detroit Public Works um, Grand Cherokee for some uh-huh. reason, and then they were just flying down Kelly Road, and they flew through the intersection at a red light and hit an, a Chevy HHR with three people in it. Oh, um, one of the people died. The two other are in critical condition, and this all happened. It was I I had passed through that intersection about five minutes prior with my daughter, and just you know that thought is enough to. Make Send you it. never want to drive ever. Exactly, <laughs> and then and then I, wow. on top of that, you know, somebody somebody lost a family member tonight. The dudes got out and ran. They caught one of them. They had a police dog sniffing out sniffing out stuff, and they caught one of the guys. One of the guys is still on the loose somewhere Jeez. though. Hence the uh, hunting knife that I brought with me in my bag tonight, because <laughs> I will cut his heart out if I find him. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that ended on a. Uh, well, speaking of bright notes, Ooh. Uh, we're drinking beer tonight. Oh, that's a that's a <laughs> super bright note. <laughs> and uh, if you beer. if you couldn't tell from the <laughs> intro, we're talking about Bigfoot. 
Actually, uh, we're kind of talking about specifically Bigfoot found footage slash documentary style movies tonight. Um, sort of, yeah. I don't know how it happened that way. It just way. ended, ended subgenre up that way. of a subgenre. <laughs> subgenre of a subgenre. <laughs> so uh, this week we are drinking Bigfoot barley wine style ale from Sierra Nevada, aka Bigfoot's dick. Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a special guest to read the uh, read the bottle for us today. So I'm going to throw this over. <laughs> Thanks, James, you beautiful son of a bitch. Uh, Bigfoot Barley Wine, I like that name. Bigfoot is a beast of a beer, brimming with bold flavors of bittersweet malt and heaps of aggressive whole cone Pacific Northwest hops. First introduced in the winter of 1983, Bigfoot is a cult classic beer Brewed in the barley wine style, meaning a strong, robust bruiser of a beer with refined intensity of a wine. Mm -hmm. Bigfoot is prized by beer collectors for its supreme sellability. I can't read that word. Sellability. Under the proper conditions, it can age like fine wine, developing new flavors and character as it matures in the bottle. Each new release or expedition is vintage dated. Collect your own and see the flavors develop and progress. Back to you, boys. <laughs> Thank oh. you, Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, surprising. I didn't see him come in with you. <laughs> he was sitting over there in the corner. Oh, it's kind of hard to miss. I'm surprised. <clears throat> He's surprisingly <laughs> articulate for a missing link. Yeah, well, you know, it's been around for a while. Well, uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is Bigfoot Barley. Oh, we should probably open it before we drink it. Eh? No, got it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is this is the stuff that uh, I think we told this story before. We had this when we were a lot younger, and we had trash pallets still. Yeah. And uh, we. We couldn't even get down one bottle between like five of us. This was we when, literally just couldn't do it. Like Mike was kind of going through as he just was getting into craft beer, sort of. And and we we only drank like horrible beer at the yeah, time. Yeah, we were in, on a scale of on a scale of like one to ten. We were at like a two and a half, and I turned it up to eleven, <laughs> and it just didn't work. Yeah. We, we were getting into craft beer, meaning we were going from Bud Light to Budweiser. <laughs> right, yeah. and, and he went to Bigfoot Ale. Oh, you know, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, you know, like whoa. some real small batch stuff. I had a Coors in there too. <clears throat> oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I remember showing up and you guys were like, just slam this beer. Don't even do it. Just open one of these beers and just slam it. And I'm like, all right. And I did it. Oh, uh, yeah. You yeah, were like, it, it, it tasted like. Are you puking the same? Probably. Yeah. I think you puked It tasted like yeah. freaking perfume at the it time. It tasted like Bigfoot's dick. Literally. That's why I had the name. All right. So cheers to uh, Bigfoot's barley wine ale. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is so, the kind of beer I recommend that you drink in a glass as well. We're yeah. not. We're not. We're I not. recommend drinking it in a glass. So, update. Uh, we like it now, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. We decided to try it again when we actually watched one of the movies we're talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we were like, what the hell is wrong with us? We watching it was we were watching yeah. Exist, yeah. yeah. And we're like, what the hell's wrong with us? This is delicious. And, and this is the first time I've had it since then, and much better. Yeah, than it's I good, right? Um, Sierra Nevada, I, I don't drink a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have they have some really really good stuff though. Like their pale ale is like their flagship, and it's probably one of the best pale ales. Uh, they also have a uh, tropical torpedo IPA, which is fantastic. They actually uh, they also have this um, organic ale called Estate. That's really good. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. We have a lot. <laughs> this is our second week in a row with Sierra Nevada. <laughs> 
Yeah, whatever. Good on you, Sierra Nevada. All right, so since we corrected our palettes since our growing ages, you got uh, anything to correct from last week? Uh, yeah, we do, we do. Uh, so last week, um, we didn't know what wet hops were, and I found out what wet hops were. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's wet hops. The term wet hop refers to hops that are used fresh off the vine without being processed. These can only be used during the fall immediately following harvest. The term dry hop refers to the method in which the hops are added during the fermentation conditioning phase to enhance aroma and flavor. So there you go. Thank Very you. Good. Fresh off the vine. <clears throat> that is a wet hop. Just to add something something to that, I I encourage everyone uh, who is listening to this to go back to next week's episode and... Back to next week's? Or, uh, back to next week's. <laughs> back to the future. <laughs> back to the future. Go back to last week's episode. And in the portion of the episode where we're talking about wet hops, if you have the ability to, I know if you're listening on, on, the, <laughs> on the iPhone's app. Uh, you can do it on, on the Android music app. You, you can, can do okay, it too. Yeah, you can, you can slow it down to half speed. Listen to that conversation at half speed because we sound like we're wasted we sound and it's hilarious. Hammered drunk. It's this was so at the fun. beginning of the show, so we hadn't even been drinking I yet. I don't even know what wet, wet hops are. What I is just, wet hops? I don't know. Is, is it different than dry hops? It's, I don't know. It's funny to hear, like, it's so funny. You know, we, you don't really notice it but it's funny to hear because uh, in slow motion the fact that we just kind of string our words together and we don't enunciate very well really comes out when you I don't know what you're talking about I don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good listen so uh, yeah anyway what else did we get right, wrong uh, I was wrong Soul Station was not released earlier in Korea I thought that it was oh okay when yeah. we had when we had done the episode where we watched Train to Busan uh -huh. I swear somewhere that I had read that like he had done this animated short and then did the move the movie afterward. I, I don't know why I thought that I'd read that, but nope, it was just released. <laughs> when you said Soul Station, I didn't. It didn't click with me automatically what it was, and my mind automatically. Soul sister, soul yeah, sister. Yeah, I was like, I was like, is that the sequel to Car Wash from the seventies <laughs> or something? Soul Station. Um, I mistakenly said that. Uh, that the that a certain twat shot came from Evil Dead. Uh, oh, uh, it Resident came from Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah, I noticed. That. I said Resident Evil a bunch of times, and then I said Evil Dead at the end. So yeah. I just didn't want to confuse anybody. Twat shot. Only twat shot in Evil Dead is on. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, in uh, I was gonna say Henrietta when she's was, flying around when she's flying around the thing, and you can see her ripping her uh, costume, oh. and there's just sweat pouring out of the costume because Ted Raimi lost like. 20 pounds in the costume. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. Wow. There's a scene where he's strapped to the ceiling and they're spinning him in a circle. Uh -huh. And there's a rip in the back of the uh, back bottom of the costume. Yeah. And there's just sweat, like buckets literally pouring out. <laughs> That's how disgusting that thing was. That's he like would, what? When he would walk around, it would like swamp. Like a, like, like you would hear it. That's like, that's like what we so were talking gross. about the other day to drop weight. Like just yeah, wrap yeah. yourself in, in uh, Pretty much. cellophane or whatever and go out for a Garb run. Garbage bags. <laughs> uh, and then also, uh, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, yeah. The Secret of the Ooze, it is called TGRI. You said TCRI, didn't you? Now, I'm not wrong <clears throat> technically, though. Well, technically, uh, well, I am. Well, technically, you are. In the, <laughs> comics, in the comics, it is TCRI. Oh, is it? In the movies, it is TGRI. They swapped it out because uh, the C stands for um, cosmic, I believe, mm -hmm. because it was supposed to because the, the the ooze came from space from the ultra the ultrons or altoids or not not altoids. That's a mint. That's a that's a, that's a <laughs> curiously ultrons. strong mint. <laughs> the, the ultrons, they're like just like the they're yeah. like the 
uh, whatever. Some kind of space yeah, race. Yeah. Or in the movie, they changed it to global because oh, they didn't want to have the space. This whole, the whole space. So I always wondered why that was. I never knew it until I had to look it up for this. But, right uh, on. But there you go. Those are the corrections. Is that everything? That's it. Well, I guess that means it's time for the bleed feed, boys. That's right, folks, it's time for another edition of the Bleed Feed. Recently described by the author of the world's worst thesaurus as not only amazing, but also amazing. <laughs> Take it away, Charlie. You brought the old-timey guy and Bigfoot today, and I didn't see any of them. <laughs> Wait, is the old-timey guy Bigfoot? It's like a skinwalker thing? Is that what it is? Oh, shit. Breaking down walls here. Don't don't <laughs> tell the secrets. <laughs> so what, what we got? Right. And then the uh, the news this time. I don't know. Well, we got some news. Uh, I'll take it away. Why don't I? Yes, because I don't have any <laughs> news planned. <laughs> well, first of all, and this is a big one. This is a big one. Sharknado Five. Ooh. She's uh she's she's had her name released. Mm, let me see if I can guess it. Let me see if I can guess it. <laughs> Sharknado Five. Yeah. Five. <laughs> you know, that would actually make sense considering most of the other titles are horrible, but Sharknado 5, Make America Bait Again. Oh, that's amazing. That's absolutely <laughs> that's incredible. That's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, August 6th on Sci-Fi Channel. That's all you need to know. That's all the information you need about Sharknado 5, Make America Bait Again. Oh, my God. It's going to be so It's gonna be so bait. <laughs> Can we do an episode right before Sharknado 5 of the week of Sharknado 5? Can we do a retrospective of the Sharknado movies? Oh my gosh. I, yes. Yes. <laughs> That'll be horrible. It'll be oh, so it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> the best one that I saw, we're getting off topic here. Yeah, whatever. The best one that I saw, though, was a meme. I said, <laughs> Come on now. Don't stand, don't stand so, don't stand so, Kofifi. <laughs> <laughs> I love this thing. It's uh, oh, like I, I. Our president's so dumb. I don't make. I, I haven't made any jokes about it online because I feel like I. I don't know. Like I. I. I always feel like I'm too late to the party. Yeah. And then if I make the jokes, I just look like an ass. So, but I've really enjoyed the hell out of reading everybody else's jokes about it. Yep. Oh my god. We don't typically talk politics on this show, but that's it's not really word. politics. It's just well, stupidity. It'd be like a, <laughs> if Vin Diesel said something stupid, he'd be like. Yeah. Yeah. The best part is that Sean Spicer actually tried to he lied about it in his in the briefing the next day. I had heard about that. What did he, what did he say about it though? He, because it's obvious Didn't that the like, entire newsroom crack up or something. Well, cuz the because the uh the tweet that Trump put up was um uh something something to the tune of despite despite all the negative uh, press despite all the negative press coverage Kofi Fee Instead of coverage, it's saying Instead Kofi of, Fee. Oh, yeah. And it, despite all the... Yeah, sorry. Despite all the negative press, Kofi Fee. <laughs> but that was it, though. He never it was supposed that was... to say... It, it was supposed to probably say coverage. And then go into something else, but then he, like, posted it and then... There was nothing else to it. Whatever. <laughs> regardless, regardless. Hey. Like, he was supposed to say coverage. He said Kofi Fee, and then he just went to bed. You the know? man was having a couple beers, having a good time. <laughs> yeah, fuck uh, it. Kofi Fee. And so Sean Spicer the next day says in the briefing, somebody asked him about it. Like, what the hell, you know, what, what's Kofi Fee all about it? And he says, uh, President Trump and a select group of people know what he was talking about. Oh, my God. Instead of just coming out and saying, it was, it was just a typo, it was a stupid tweet. 
he tried to cover it up. Like that kind of that kind of speaks volumes about what's going on. He was in the on. middle of tweeting, and Marlena wasn't talking to him. Marlena or Marlena, whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> Who's our first lady? I don't. I don't even give a shit. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's get back. On yeah. Track okay. Here. So, um, some bad news here. Uh, TNT's Tales from the Crypt is officially dead. Yeah, I had a feeling this was gonna happen. Uh, yeah. It's just uh, long story short. It's. It's just a bunch of legal BS. Like they can't, they can't get the rights together. They it's can't. probably it has a lot to do with HBO. I'm sure because HBO, I think, owns the rights. Right. And I, I've heard of horror stories with HBO properties before, and oh, like, really? they just they just don't like working. They claim ball. So so by the sounds of it, they're going to uh, um, start focusing on the Ridley Scott anthology. Yeah, series, I think the, so. one of the producers, right? Is right. Working on both. Yeah. Yep. So, which speaking a- of Ridley Scott, uh, speaking of. Speaking of, are you talking about uh, Alien Covenant? Alien Covenant doing yeah. amazing at the box office. Yeah, Alien Covenant. Uh, apparently, I, uh, to me, like I'm I'm a simpleton, so I don't really know much about this stuff. But uh, apparently, when you do sixty million dollars in your first weekend, that's not real great. Yeah, well, because that's what I th- I think that's what they uh, sixty million dollars. Is that that's not worldwide, is it? I have no idea. I, you're the one that read the article. Uh, yeah, I just <laughs> I didn't read over it because uh, this wasn't actually in my news. This was more like I was just going to mention it in the no. beginning. But uh, uh, it, it says based on a typical Hollywood release, uh, Covenant will need to make four hundred million dollars worldwide to break even. See, that's really that's really shitty that our industry has become that though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I don't know. I like, get it. They put all this money into it, and the budget that you're seeing probably doesn't have marketing included, mm-hmm. and so that budget was probably doubled after marketing. Yeah, and that's probably where those those numbers come well, from. Well, it was and I get yeah, it, it was just, uh, the production budget was 130 million, and the assumed marketing uh, was 100 million. Yeah. So that's you know that's yeah. 400 million worldwide gross would would. But, yeah, yeah it, I, it's just uh, yeah, it's, it's Hollywood politics. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. So they're basically saying like, because at the time of the article, they it, it had made one hundred sixty million total. Okay. And so you know that's a lot of money, and that's wonder, and that's over the you know they broke their budget only by thirty million. But I, I wonder if so this, now they're talking about oh is the rest of the franchise going to be in jeopardy? And that's stuff? what that's I was like, just going to say. Yeah, well because they're not going to keep giving of money if these if the movies aren't performing the, no. the way that they that they want to. No. You know he wanted to make like thirteen more. Alien movies or this, whatever it was. This like, movie actually underperformed uh, Prometheus in its first weekend. Wow. Prometheus made $89 million in its first weekend. Well, so. we didn't exactly help because we didn't go see it either. Well, I yeah, I don't have... I'd like to. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I plan to go see it while it's still in theaters. Sure. If it stays. Yeah, <laughs> but, no kidding. Uh, so anyway, um, Joe Lynch's next movie has been announced. Ooh. We're both big Joe Lynch fans and we're big fans of the, the movie Crypt. Um, it's it's a movie called Taste. Ooh. It's a horror movie. Last movie he did was what? Everly? Uh, no, last movie he did was uh, called Mayhem. It was with oh uh, Mayhem. I forgot about the that. Guy, one of the guys uh, from The Walking Dead. I can't think of his name. Uh, Stephen uh, Chow- Yang. Stephen. Yeah, the guy sure. who Negan killed. Yeah. At, at the end of at the, spoilers <laughs> at the end of last Glenn. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. His, yeah. I don't I, know it's the Stephen. It's name. Stephen something. I forget his last name. But uh, him and Samar Weaving are in uh, Mayhem. Oh right on. Um, well, this movie, Taste, it's a, it's about uh, a young chef who is on the rise, is invited to cook for a revered master's, a revered master's private supper club. Uh, what at first seems like a career-launching opportunity soon turns deadly with the discovery that she and her husband are at risk of becoming dinner themselves. Ooh. Whoa. I smell cannibals. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, there's a quote from Joe Lynch here. 
Joe Lynch is he's the man, right? Yeah. I just I like hearing him talk. I I can hear this in his in his voice. I won't try to do his voice, but uh, I've been dying to direct something darker in the genre. And when I read David's and when I read David's script, which had a fantastic take on the current foodie hot cu- hot cuisine, is that hot? H a u t. Yeah, h a u t e. I don't I don't speak French. Hot cuisine culture. I was pretty much salivating. Lynch said, "I'm thrilled to be working with Pension Entertainment." To bring this fantastically twisted and exciting tale to life and make people rethink what's for dinner. (laughs) So clever, Joe. Uh, So yeah, that's exciting. Looking forward to that. If that movie doesn't do well, he's going to get lynched. (laughs) (laughs) Got jokes. This is what happens when I don't have news in front of me. I just get bad jokes all night. You got jokes. Yeah, it was (laughs) good. No, it was about (laughs) as good as yours. All right, what else we got? Um, I just wanted to bring up, this isn't really news, it's just the mummy... uh, jerking off over itself again, again but they released a featurette and like these featurettes every time i watch one the more i see of this movie the more i think it's just gonna suck it's tom was, was it featurette like three tom cruise featuring the mummy yeah exactly <laughs> it's just it, it, it's just i'm they're basically like throwing it in your face like look at how much money we spent on this movie like they're talking about it in different ways like oh we want people to see like this this movie is global we went to london we went to namibia like we just we did all this stuff but it you're not give you're not you're not Basi- showing us how global yeah, it is. You're just basically saying. showing us. You okay? We get it. You spent a shitload yeah, of money. It's like it's like look how much money we spent. This movie's gonna be great. Exactly. Aren't you guys excited uh, about how great this movie's gonna be? What the one thing I picked up from this featurette is that. So they have the mummy in her like fe- full female form. Yeah. The mummy, from what I could tell, when she's still wrapped up in bandages and stuff, CG. Why? Because it's oh, I guess because she has because I guess because she has to look all emaciated Probably. and stuff. Which but they did it fine the, in the old days. The actress is tiny. Like, do you really, does she need to look even more emaciated? I don't she know. She reminds like, me. The actress reminds me of um, was it Aaliyah in uh, Queen of the Damned? I don't know why I get I get like a vibe like a Queen of the Damned vibe from from that mummy check. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Um, I don't really. I don't know. There the, was uh, there was some more casting news for the Dark Universe, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, so uh, so so far we have uh, Johnny Depp playing the Invisible Man, mm-hmm. uh, um, which I'm, I'm I'm okay with that choice. It can go either way for me. Yeah. Uh, Russ Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe as Doctor Jekyll. As Doctor Jekyll. Oh, I'm okay with that. Um, Javier Bardem as Frankenstein. Very okay with that. Um, now we have Angelina Jolie. Uh, is possibly possibly going to be playing the Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, it's so bad. And <laughs> so as, bad. as the Wolfman, up for the part of the Wolfman is uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh. If you smell, <laughs> oh god, what the wolf is cooking. <laughs> Oh, I just, just don't. I don't know, man. It's like, just I, not good casting. I love the. I rock. like I the do. rock. I really do, but that's I don't know not, if that's. I don't know that if that's the right choice. Literally, all that is is them grabbing names, and that's it. You know who I and really. If you're, and if you're the Rock, why would you not want to be the Wolfman? Oh, of course. But it's not. It's, it's not just right. Not no. good. No. Like it's that's bad casting. I'll like I'll like reserve full judgment until I see something about it. It's gonna be I, the most jacked Wolfman you've ever seen in your life. Well, I mean, and here's the question. I mean, that makes sense because the Wolf once he's like transformed, he should be jacked. But but will the Wolf have the Brahma bull tattoo? 
That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, I think that he should. I think you should, I think he you should see it through his wolf skin. Single eyebrow raise. <laughs> he just he just shaves that one part of his shoulder so you exactly can see it. it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, you know who I liked as a werewolf was uh, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, it was really good. I thought he was awesome. I remember because he kind of looks like a wolf just so, as it is. Years ago, when a uh, friend of the show Vito, mm-hmm. when me and Vito drove from Michigan. Uh, Michigan, all the way to California. Uh, we, when we got to LA, we I was we were there for a week or whatever, and we were looking for stuff to do, and we ended up going to the Universal uh, Horror Nights, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. was absolutely one of the greatest things I've yeah, ever I done. I want to go sometime. It was, Sounds it awesome. was heaven on earth for guys like us. Honestly, uh, the people that get to do it every year, I'm immensely jealous of. Mm-hmm. However, uh, when we were there. On the trolley, when you go around to get from one end of the park to the other, there's video screens and they play, you know, trailers and whatnot and this and that. And they were playing trailers for The Wolfman mm-hmm. for, with Benicio del Toro and, um, <clears throat> uh, uh, what's his name? Sir. Oh, uh, Anthony, Mix-a-Lot. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> that was not Aww. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Close. Um, anyway, they were playing trailers for this, and this was the first time that you could see the trailers. They were showing them on this, on, uh, on this trolley ride mm-hmm. six months before you ever saw anything on TV. Oh, really? Like, so we saw this, like, what is this? Like, this looks absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I've still never seen it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> still never seen it, but it looks, I, it looks absolutely incredible. And I, I remember watching it. it, I that, it was Del good. Toro. Del Toro as the Wolfman, to me, is almost as perfect as Javier Bardem as Frankenstein. I think that's perfect casting. Yeah. So. But they can't. They can't double dip. Sure they can. <laughs> I know. They should. But they won't. Nope. Um... Uh, what else did I have here? Oh, uh, this, this didn't seem like a huge piece of news, but apparently it was. Uh, I thought that we already knew about this, but Adam Wingard is directing Godzilla vs. King Kong. Did we not, did you not talk about this on a previous show? Yeah, like six months ago. I, like, that's I know what, that's that he wasn't, what I thought. I know I mean, that he wasn't like officially yeah, announced. Like maybe so they like, did. I get that the official announcement took place, but everybody online's blown up going, Oh my god, Adam Wingard who did the Blair Witch remake and this and that. Like he's doing he's doing uh uh uh, uh not the remake, but you know, Blair Godzilla vs. Oh, yeah. King Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah. And I'm like and I'm on the ground I said, We we already knew that. Like we already knew he was working on it. It's been rumored for like six months and you, they haven't denied it. You like, know what it is? I, I think don't, I think that the uh, Godzilla versus King Kong Facebook page finally made it official. Oh, and said, in a relationship it was with no Adam longer, Wingard. It's, it's no longer. It's complicated. Yeah, it's not. Oh. It's complicated anymore. It's they are in a relationship. I get it. So. I get it. I get it. So. Well, that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> no, but seriously though, I thought that was that. I didn't understand why that was such news because anybody who follows this already knew that. He was attached to it. Not to say that we're cooler than everybody else that was talking about it. It's well, just, I'm, we, I'm cooler. You're cooler. Everybody. You're I'm, way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> um, last little bit of news I have is uh, TWC Dimension announced the development of a Sin City series. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I think that'll I can, be... I absolutely see that as a series. Absolutely. There's so many... Like, char- like, that's character rich. That whole book, the whole story, the movies, yeah. everything. That, that's awesome. I'm actually really, really okay with that. I hope, I hope some of the original actors come back. That'd be cool. That'd be like I'd love to see more on Elijah Wood's character, the cannibal. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see. I'd love. Yeah, they they could all, like. Yeah, I yeah. definitely like that. And that there's nothing on TV with that kind of like 
really hyper stylized sort of look too. Did it, so is there a network that's doing it, or or is it just a company that's bringing it back right now? Um, I actually didn't catch a network in the article. I feel as though that would be like an HBO show or something. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't strike me as being a network thing because they're going to want to be gritty, right? You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I I can see HBO picking that up though. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Hey guys, can we talk about me now? Uh, yeah, we can. Dude, your friend's really needy. Yeah, well, that was the bleed feed, and those were the stories that made the cut. Boom, that was the news. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Let's talk about some Sam Squatches. Sam Squatch! <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Sam Squatches, I got a couple facts I came prepared with about Bigfoot today. Oh, really? Yeah, wait, so wait. let's hear them. I love. Are they facts? Or? Yes, oh, yes oh, they are they facts, are Mike. Facts, according to mirror.co.uk. <laughs> All right, what do we got? You know, the mystery surrounding Bigfoot's been around for 100 years, so, so here's what I pulled up from it. The first fact I came prepared with the creature is described as standing 7 to 10 feet tall. And weighing more than 35 stone with footprints 17 inches long. Yeah, there we go. 35 stone. I now wish that that bush record was called 35 stone <laughs> 16 stone. I like it. Maybe they were talking and about it, uh, Bigfoot when he was just a lad. And this is general information for anybody that will be out in the wild or the woods. Okay. If you are confronted by Bigfoot, offering it food will provide you with an 80% chance of survival. <laughs> while crying will provoke the animal to punch you in the face, according to Bigfoot Finder, a website dedicated to spotting the creature. Yeah, but aren't you the food, so you're just like sacrificing yourself? <laughs> Oh. I see you cry, pa! No, Bigfoot's a vegan as far as I know. Bigfoot's kind of a dick. <laughs> Bigfoot's dick. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. By the way, um, 35 stone in pounds, just in case you want to know, is 490 pounds. That's a big bitch. That's a big <laughs> foot. That's a big truck. <laughs> That's a big foot. Uh, what else you got, Jay? Uh, that's it. The rest of the facts are just normal stuff, you know. Just just normal yeah. Bigfoot stuff, you yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, but you know, seeing them this and that, you know, they believe it's uh believe it's uh, related to a giant ape. Or maybe a mythological creature or extraterrestrial being. Well, duh. Well, let me ask you guys: Do you uh, do you believe in Bigfoot? I want to believe in Bigfoot. I want to believe. I, no, I do. <laughs> no, no, I know it's a that's that's a yes. Thank you. Uh, no, I, I really, really, really do though. I love the idea to th- of thinking that we haven't found everything and we find new species every single day. All the time. Right. And one of the, and, and in one of the movies that we watched, they actually talk about oh we've never found why have we never found bodies in the woods why have we never found this and that and. In all fairness, you rarely find any carcasses in the woods because they get scavenged. Excuse me, so quickly. I mean, oh, you'd yeah. find bones or something, though, right? Well, the the Would one you? thing is, though, like in in the movie that you're talking about, uh, that we'll talk about in a minute, uh, they actually something that the guy said. I, I never really thought about it because the girlfriend asked, "Well, why haven't they ever found a, a body or a carcass or anything?" Yeah. And he says, "Maybe they bury their dead." Which, yeah. if it's you know, if it's like a if it's like a partially cerebral being like maybe they actually do have these uh and and in the movie exists which we're also going to talk about they kind of suggest that in a way they do a little bit yeah yeah they do so i don't know i think in today's world with uh drones and all that that they could fly over with like the woods with an infrared thing where they're hearing these (laughs) calls going on (laughs) and they can fly over with some drones with infrared and watch it on the screen and say okay well there's a giant beast running right there and yeah 
He's going at 30 miles an hour, and it's huge. He's huge. I mean, that's, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I really want to believe. I had some experiences when I was younger where, like, I it made me think, like, oh, it's Bigfoot. One of them was confirmed as a black bear. So oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so that, I think a lot of times when people see things, it actually probably is a black bear. Probably. Because, because bears do go up on their hind legs at times, you right. know, and they're trying to scare people off or whatever. Plus, people want a story you know people want to believe too they do like they see something like that was bigfoot like even though they barely saw anything they'll say that's what they saw right um the other popular theory that i that i personally subscribe to is that uh bigfoot and and heaven's gate are actually linked and the reason that you never find any of the bodies is because every single time Haley's comet comes over they all get beamed back up to space <laughs> so I mean, if you listen very carefully in the woods down in like arkansas and whatnot and there's a comet going by from the woods you'll hear I just saw Haley's cabbage <laughs> wait. <laughs> is it's that, that Bigfoot call? <laughs> oh, so there's another conspiracy theory. Like maybe uh who is that? Shine down? Yeah. Maybe Shine Down knows the truth. Is it Shine Down? I don't know. I think so, yeah. Shine down <laughs> Shine Down knows the truth. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm, yep. On uh It's just unraveling, folks. BKP man, you <laughs> just... heard it first, right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for crying out loud, what uh, which one of these movies would you like to talk about first? Uh, let's talk about the one that we watched first. How about that? Exists. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we watched it back in the day, so this was a we had loved this movie when we first saw it, and that's kind of one of the reasons that we wanted to do the Bigfoot episode is because we wanted to rewatch this movie, <laughs> and also because we wanted to drink Bigfoot stick ale. That's true. That's um, true. <laughs> Anything for that dick. So, so <laughs> exists from 2014, which I actually I've renamed it a a, a, a more appropriate name. Oh, I've renamed it exists, bro. <laughs> there is a lot of bros in this movie. It's, Do they got that Zach guy from Ghost Adventures playing? <laughs> oh my god! Does he say bro? Dude, dude, bro, bro. Did you see that ghost? He had machetes. <laughs> he had a machetes. They, I love it. they uh, there's um. I have, a, I have a like a small a small list of things that I have wrong with this movie, and one of them is the ubiquitous use of the word bro. Yeah, no, there is it's a lot like, of there's so a lot of bros. Much, so much, uh, which there are actually people who talk that way. Sure. So I guess I can't, you know. And perhaps we, maybe, maybe that's why my Bigfoot was so pissed off. Bro, like, get out of my woods, bro. Bro, <laughs> guys are harsh and my mellow, bro. All right, so exists from 2014, directed by Eduardo Sanchez, who you might know, you might know from a little movie called Seventh Moon, mm-hmm. <laughs> or a movie called Altered, yeah, or perhaps his uh, segment on VHS Two, yeah, Dos. You would not know of him from a little movie called The Blair Witch Project. He, the what? Yeah, exactly. I've never yeah, heard of it either. I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Eduardo Sanchez, uh, yeah, the mastermind behind the original Blair Witch Project phenomena. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so this is cool, you know, going back to found footage. And I actually thought it was good. I, I like this movie quite a bit. Well, we, we've we said it before. We have a soft soft place, soft place, spot in our hearts for found footage movies. Soft spot in my butt. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've actually made that exact same joke on this show before. It's an um, it's probably, it's probably a, It's a bit of an unpopular uh, opinion yeah, these I, days so I, to enjoy found footage as much as we do but whatever yeah um a little synopsis for for exists bro is uh for five friends it was a chance for a summer getaway a weekend of camping in the texas big thicket is that what they actually call it the texas big thicket i guess everything's bigger in texas <laughs> <laughs> but but visions of a carefree vacation are shattered with an accident on a dark and desolate country road in the wake of the accident, a blood-curdling force of nature is unleashed, something not exactly human, but not completely animal. 
An urban legend come to terrifying life and seeking murderous revenge. Boom. 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 <laughs> um, this movie, like, it, this is, uh, compared to, compared to the other two movies that we watched, mm-hmm. I, uh, the, the, the phrase that I'm coining is millennial pacing. Uh, uh, which, okay. which okay. probably is shitty because technically I think we figured out we're millennials. Yeah, we are. Even though oh, we, that was actually another correction. I don't that identify I never, as a that I never actually looked that I never actually looked into, but uh, it turns out, uh, I said last week that 85 was where millennials start. Yeah. It's actually like early eighties. There's it's, I've seen a couple different time periods, but I, it's before 85. I so. think, uh, well, cause yeah, I think Aaron, her year was the yeah. cutoff. Yeah. I think my older brother, who's four years older than me, was the right. cutoff too. So That's whatever. just a new term. Someone made up and they just say it's whatever year they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, there we go. There we go. Well, whatever. I, like, to me, You're to not... me, to me, the pacing is like, this is, this is the type of movie that was made for people who don't really have the patience to wait for anything. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Which is fine. Like, I, I don't mind for the action type kicking of movie, off. Right? Yeah. For this type of movie, I would rather get into it, though. You know what I'm saying? Sure, S- sure. Speaking of waiting, you know who waited a long time to play the role of Bigfoot again? Who? <laughs> Brian Steele. He yeah. was Bigfoot before. Did you know that? Yep. He was uh, Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Yep. The yep. TV show. Yes. Not the movie. The TV yeah. show is better anyway, so. Brian, Brian Steele has, like, he has a huge. Oh, he's um, a huge monster guy, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he's been he in, in everything. Doom. He was in uh, Hellboy 2. And he one. Put, uh, and one? Yeah, he did, did different characters, but he was in both. Oh, okay, yeah. In Hellboy 2, he played Wink, uh, Crony, Spice Shop Troll, Cathedral Head, Fraggle Womp. Like, he was basically all of the... <laughs> Fraggle Womp? Fraggle Womp. <laughs> <laughs> basically all the giant creatures yeah. in Hellboy 2, he was. He was in Predators. He was in uh, Terminator Salvation. Did Doom, 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 like you said. Yep. He was the yep. Hell Knight. Uh, the Relic, that movie from, like, 97 or something. I never saw that. Yeah, man, he's, he's all over the place, so... Uh, uh, some other familiar faces too. Uh, uh, Samuel Davis, who was in that absolutely incredible Cabin mm, Fever remake, mm-hmm, stellar. <laughs> he was uh, he was just as good in this movie as he was in Cabin Fever. <laughs> uh, the other person though that I actually didn't realize who it was until uh, just for this mm-hmm. is uh, Dora Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, she played uh, Nikki Walters. Uh, on Dexter. and Nikki Walter was the character on Dexter, yeah. who was Masuka's daughter. Spoilers if you haven't seen the end of Dexter. <laughs> uh, she plays Masuka's daughter. Right. And I remember I was watching this. I go, she looks really familiar. Couldn't place her. And then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how I catalog things. Um, no, no, yeah, no. She was great in that though, and I knew she looked familiar in this too. And I, I couldn't place her, but that, but yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense now. Indeed, it does. And then Brian Steele, like you said, as Bigfoot. So. Um, yeah, this this movie is great. You're talking about the pacing, and uh, this movie really did. Like, it, it started and it got to the point quick, uh, and I think it needed to. <clears throat> In found footage movies, you run the risk of being boring because of the of by nature of the beast. Mm. No pun intended. Like, uh, some found footage movies takes a while to get into, and it's like if you just watch old home movies and nothing's happening, you get bored. It just it. It's I don't kind know. Of a I, thing. I kind of disagree. Like a lot of found footage for me. I mean, look at Eduardo Sanchez, the Blair Witch Project. Like that, there was not a lot of action in the first like forty-five no, minutes of that movie. In the Blair Witch Project, though, the fact that nothing was happening almost was creepy in and of itself. Right. Because you didn't know what was going on. Right. That type of mood would not have worked in this movie. Yeah. You know, it just it just, it just wouldn't have. The characters were wrong for it. The setup was wrong. Like, <clears throat> um. And this movie's got a lot of Bigfoot in it. It does a ton of Bigfoot. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't bury the lead. No. At all. 
No, hope he got paid well. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> uh, like you, you actually. I, so the movie starts off with them. You know, they're heading out to a cabin in the woods, mm-hmm. and uh, well, first of all, it starts off with like the two girls in the back seat being the worst friends in the yeah. entire world. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> they're they're. they're there's one dude, there's the one guy sleeping in the front seat and he's got a beard and they're lighting his beard on fire. Yeah, it's not it's fun. Like, what are you doing? Stop lighting your friend's face on fire. <laughs> I'm going to do it to you next time. We're and if, you think, on a road if trip. you think about it, those girls lighting his face on fire sparked this entire movie. Because uh, the driver... Sparked. <laughs> sparked. Because <laughs> the driver, uh, Samuel Davis, Matt, mm-hmm. was distracted by them doing that and, true. and he turned around to talk to them and as in a result fairness, he uh, probably would have hit it anyway though because it was at night and you can't really see anything and it did dart in front of the car sure so he probably would have hit it anyway but that's a possibility but yeah so they get in an accident they they get out uh to me like if they got out of the car and we're not going to get like super detailed on the because i don't want to give too much away but they get a- <laughs> we never give too much away <laughs> <laughs> They get out of the car and they hear this inhuman screaming out in the woods. Get in the car and go back home. Yeah. Like that's that's the that's the proper thing to do. But they don't. They decide to go to the cabin in the woods anyway. And it goes horribly. Well bros ain't gonna pussy out. Come Bro. on. Bro <laughs> Well you know what would you know what would I would have left the girls there? I would have. <laughs> Why? Because if I was out in the woods and I heard this horrible screaming. Yeah. And then, and and I'm just like completely on edge. And then all of a sudden, somebody honked a horn, and said, "Get in the fucking car!" I would. They were like, "Let's go!" I'd be like, "You're staying right here." Cause I, how annoying was that? Yeah. Didn't that that didn't? Yeah, it didn't really do much for me. Uh, I was just like, I, "You're you're done. You're staying right here, and you're gonna deal with this screaming by yourself." So they get to the cabin. This is one of those found footage movies where, it's not just. A camera, it's thirty-seven cameras, and they played it in a good way because there's a lot of they movies. Explain it away, sure. Yeah, like the uh, um, Brian played by uh, Chris Osborne. He is he's like the type of guy who likes to film everything. Yep. And he's looking to put together this video of this really awesome weekend they're gonna have to put it up on YouTube. So yeah, he wants to be like of... he wants to be a YouTube star. It sounds yeah. it seems like like he wants to yeah. Like I know, like I said, it's another like you know this was it, the plot kind of was aiming toward like a, a like a, the younger generation like this this is why we're doing this we're going mm-hmm. out to because you know you see all these videos on YouTube of these people with these amazing lives you know that they're not actually doing this all the time yeah but they're just putting these videos together to make it look like they have these really amazing like action packed lives. So that's what he's doing. Um, so that explains why every single person has a GoPro on them at all times. Yeah, there's parts of this movie too. Like in a lot of found footage movies, uh, you find yourself questioning whether or not there would really be cameras on these people. Yeah. And this movie had a lot of that. It's like, okay, put the fucking camera down. Like, yeah. sa- save your life. <laughs> right. It had a lot of that where it doesn't make sense that they're still carrying it. I can get past it a little bit just for pure entertainment sake. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, he actually sets GoPros up all over the the forest and yeah. i was thinking like I, I i would have liked it better if it would have just used that as like source footage uh or, or the source of the footage uh for for more of this stuff because there were times where you're just like you're you're opting to hold the camera 
instead of like helping to save your friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's... And there's times when they're trying to move a chest in front of a door and he's holding a camera in one hand. Like if I was a friend, I'd be like, put the fucking camera down. And the, and, and like, the, what are you doing? And, uh, he just and, killed our friend. And Todd, played by Roger Edwards, he actually does at one point in yeah. time. He's like, what you're going to do right now is put down the fucking camera. Yeah. And he doesn't. But uh, no, um, I, I, overall, I, I keep, I'm, I'm talking about stuff that I didn't like about this movie, but overall, uh, I actually did enjoy the movie quite a lot. Um, what did you have any like favorite parts of it? Uh, yes, one of my favorite parts is actually um, uh, I, I I'm drawing a blank here. The guy that the the stoner guy that was recording everything. Oh, Brian. Brian. Yeah. Uh, Brian's shirt in the beginning of the movie oh, was my favorite part. He was wearing the he's wearing uh, the Daniel Johnson shirt, like yeah. the iconic Kurt Cobain little guy with the alien with the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Daniel Johnson shirt. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And Bardo Sanchez must be a massive Nirvana fan. Is all I could take away from that. Mm-hmm. Not not a Daniel Johnson fan, which is ironic. <laughs> well, maybe he is a Daniel Johnson. Could fan. be, but whatever. Did it actually? Um, but the shirt didn't actually say Daniel Johnson on it. It didn't. Uh, like, you know what? I I noticed it said hi, how are you? And then there was the alien. Did it not say Daniel Johnson at the bottom? It, it, I don't think it did. Ah, well. Um, you want to talk about my fa- my favorite parts though? My favorite part is so he is in the woods. He's got his camera and he's spying on two of his friends getting it on which is creepy yeah really creepy he's about to like film them having sex and he points the camera at himself and says i shouldn't be filming this and then proceeds to film it do you ever find any footage like that like that kind of found footage <laughs> yes i have in fairness and actually oh, yeah i have the, the kind of footage where your friends shouldn't be filming themselves getting blowies but they are no oh Brian. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, my favorite part is uh, when he's in the woods doing that. Though he pans the camera and he sees, you know, the squatch and I'm up on the ridge, mm-hmm. and he freaks out about it or whatever. The squatch. The squatch by the snatch. <laughs> uh, so, so he freaks out about it. He causes a scene. They catch him, whatever. So that night, he sets up all these cameras around the woods or whatever. He's sleeping on a hammock and he's just kind of waiting for something to happen. The very first smoking a J. The very first sound that you hear from the uh, from Bigfoot, though, uh-huh. like you hear it just screeching in the wood, yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. I forgot how scary that was, how effective <laughs> that sound was. Uh-huh. And I was watching it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I like this movie. It's fun. This and that. Oh, like, and I was like, I was really taken aback. But I'm like, that's <clears throat> if I I spent a lot of time in the woods. I love camping. I've I've spent many a night sleeping in the woods, under the stars in a tent, whatever. But like, if, if I heard, heard that, that sound. I wouldn't shit for a week because everything would be out of my system <laughs> and in my drawers. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the thing is, too, is like it, it, the terrifying thing is you're in such an isolated uh, part of the country. Like, what the hell are you supposed to do? It's not like you can get up and just run. Yeah. Your only option is to go into the cabin. And he's already seen this thing on, on, on the camera several times. He knows it's huge. Sure. And which... It, it's kind of like it strikes me as odd that he has seen this thing several times and isn't too but he's worried. Not, he's not afraid of it at first, though. He wants to like see it and like shake well, hands with it almost. Well, because like, he's he he's done the research and he knows like, oh, these things are not violent unless they're provoked. Sure. So he thinks, well, there's no reason. But if you heard that sound coming out of it, you would feel like well, this thing's probably pissed off for some reason or another. Uh-huh. And uh, but he. I definitely wouldn't just be sleeping on a hammock. No. Even if this thing was peaceful. <laughs> and then, uh, like, that sound that you said, I was watching this like I like I do many of these movies. I was watching it on the iPad on Shutter with headphones in. Yeah. So that it made that sound even even more effective. It's, it was it's really eerie, cool. It's eerie, man. Yeah, that was, that, if you're, yeah, if you're asking my favorite parts, that's mine. What about you? 
Um, I I really like uh, I like Bigfoot is kind of like a a badass in this movie. I mean, he's a bad badass all the time, but he's he's pissed off. We're not gonna really say why he's pissed off and why he's been provoked. I don't want to give that away. Yeah. But uh, but he is, and as a result, he's just very pissed and violent all the time. And I just love every every interaction with him, especially just even the the shorter ones, like um, like one in particular. At one point in time, uh, Matt jumps on his bike mm-hmm. because Sasquatch has the the squatch. Bigfoot has destroyed their car, so he jumps on his bike and he's gonna try and ride down this trail to see if he can pick up some cell service to mm-hmm. to call for help. And uh, he ends up meeting the Bigfoot, and uh, and 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 that doesn't end well for him. And he, uh, so you kind of go back to the cabin with the other characters, and they're just sitting out on the porch, like waiting for waiting for any word from Matt or for yep, help yep, to come. Yep. And then you just hear that scream from Bigfoot out in the woods somewhere. And then they hear something flying towards them and it smashes into the side of the house and it's Matt's bike. Yep. And I was just like, damn, that is badass. Like he just, he, he was far enough away that they couldn't see him, but he just hurled that thing so hard at the house. I thought that was really <clears throat> cool. Bigfoot should like do shot put. Definitely. He'd be pretty good at discus. <laughs> pretty good at that. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, no, I love that part too. Actually, that was if I was to have to, have to choose a second part, I was already thinking that was that was the other one. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's cool too, and I like the idea that they they fight back, they try to fight back, and they right. they wound Bigfoot. Like it's a it's a very like battle, like back and forth between these people. Um, the one the one thing that bothered me about them fighting back is uh, Todd. Uh, he he finds a cellar uh-huh. under the under the house. It's kind of it's got like a Evil Dead vibe to it. A little bit. Well, I mean, anytime there's a cabin in the woods and there's, and there's that cellar. like dank cellar underneath, underneath the, the floorboards, yeah. I, it, I always my mind always goes straight to Evil Dead. That's true. But he finds a he finds a uh, a single shot uh, shotgun underneath the uh, floorboards, and he comes up. He's got a cigar box filled with maybe ten shells. Mm-hmm. And first of all, they say, "Do you know how to shoot a gun?" And he's like, "Well, I play paintball, so I should be good." Do you notice how he never has the gun butted up to his arm? That's my thing. I was like, <laughs> even if you play, even if you play paintball, you still you still shoulder the weapon properly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But every time he, he goes to shoot, he's got it hovering up over his shoulder. I'm like, what the hell? You don't know how to shoot a gun? No. And clearly not. Not to mention, every time he shoots, like when you shoot the gun, you reload it. There's one, there's, and there's one point in time where he shoots at Sasquatch, and then they go down into the cellar, and they're just, they're waiting, because at this point, Bigfoot has made its way into the cabin, Yeah. and they're waiting for anything to happen, and then Bigfoot starts smashing through the floor, and at, he, he had previously been pointing the gun at the cellar door with, uh, with an, with a used up shell. Because then, because then Bigfoot starts smashing through the door, and then he cracks open the gun and starts yeah, to replace yeah. the shell. I'm like, why didn't you replace that well, shell right away, idiot? So what, the, the the part bleh, I can't talk. The part that bothered me about the gun is a certain part where they're they're out of the house and they're back in the woods and they're hiding like under like a, a bridge or a ravine or something, and um, he uh, he gets all pissed off and goes out with the gun and just starts shooting randomly into the woods. 
only having like six or seven shells left. Not to mention, and they he were... starts shooting like crazy. But then he gives the gun to another guy and goes, "All right, guy, be careful. We only have one shell left. <laughs> yeah. like, you just fucking wasted all the shells. <laughs> like, who are you to tell him to not Such waste an it? asshole? Oh. And he's just he's firing with like reckless abandon into the into the woods. And I'm like, I'm like, first of all, learn how to shoot a gun because it's still just the it's still just hovering over his shoulder. And yeah. second of all, they were kind of safely hidden. Like, you don't, like... They were, but, but though, I'm sure Sasquatch can smell them. Do you, He can okay. sniff them out. That's how, that's how, I'm sure that's how we found him in the cellar, too. Sure. You know, like, like he, he is an animal. Animals have really good sense of smell most of the time, so... Yeah. Um, so whatever. I but mean, it, well, I don't know. He's supposed to be. I don't. I actually don't know if if he truly is like half man, half ape. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what's the sense of smell like on an ape. Is it as good That's as good like question. corrections it, for next week? Yeah. <laughs> is it as good as a dog? You know, like they say, dogs can they have their sensitivity, uh, their olfactory sensitivity is like ten thousand times well, ours. Bears can smell the menstruation, so <laughs> can can. Can Sasquatches smell the fear? The, that that's it. That's the one. <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, anyway, that was that was exists. Yeah, we liked it. We recommend it. Uh, if you're if you're a found footage junkie like us, you'll definitely get a kick out of it. Um, I don't think everybody would like it necessarily, but it, it's good. I mean, if yeah. you like if you like those kind of flicks, there it's a fun popcorn found footage movie. Yeah, definitely. It's the best way to describe it. Yeah, it's got it's got a cool twist at the end and stuff like that. I I would call that a twist, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, it's a so yeah. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. when you found when you actually find out the why up, the wrap up is yeah is when good. you find out why he is doing what he's why doing. he's doing what he's doing sure. it's yeah I I thought it was pretty cool um, that was uh, exist bro yeah that was exist bro <laughs> um so let's let's go back to uh, let's trans let's transport ourselves <laughs> we can't afford a soundboard um <laughs> back to back to this this faraway distant land called 1972 mm-hmm let's let's imagine yourself you got in this you got bell bottoms you got a porn stash Mm. you got uh i don't know you got like a pack of cigarettes rolled up in your plain white tea in the sleeve did they though i don't i don't don't know not in this movie no no. (laughs) that's just what i i'm just going back to pictures of my dad from the 70s so so a place called boggy creek Mm -hmm. the legend of boggy creek to be exact um, so this is a movie from 1972, directed by a guy named Charles B. Pierce. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know that name, I don't blame you. He directed, though, another movie that became a bit of a cult classic called The Town That Dreaded Sundown, yep. which had a remake recently, and, and it's you know, considered a cult classic. Um, I was kind of shocked when I, when I saw that, because The Town That Dreaded Sundown, even though I haven't seen it, looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And this movie, oh boy. I did not like this movie. No, at all. There was nothing about it. There that was, you liked? I, I, there is no part of me that would ever want to rewatch this movie. And I know this movie is considered a classic. It's considered one of those cl- well, classic and the Bigfoot movies. Sure, <laughs> it's a very <yeah>. small, <laughs> small genre. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's pretty well known for for you know for what it is. I I, I just didn't. I don't know. Well, but, I found some I found some things interesting about well, it. I, here's a synopsis before we get into it. Yeah. Here's a synopsis. It, uh, a documentary style drama about the folk monster, a Bigfoot type creature that has been sighted in and around folk Arkansas since the 1950s. Here's my problem with this movie. It didn't know what it wanted to be. Parts of it were shot and narrated like a documentary, mm-hmm. but then there was also a narrative to it. 
and it was very and it was it was a weird pairing of I I, I get what they were trying to do. Well, what do you I think they were trying to do? I just don't think that it was successful. Well, those were supposed to be like um, recreations of what was happening. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I just I don't think that it worked well though. I thought I you know like they it was it was like a, a unsolved mysteries feature length episode is what it was like. Well, you love unsolved mysteries. Yeah. But not this episode. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. I just thought it was bad. Like uh-huh. I just, I know it was the seventies and things were different. But like, I just, I don't know, man. I've seen other movies come out of the seventies that low budget movies come out of the seventies that were way more competent than this. You know, like I just, yeah. I don't know. It didn't do anything. How, what did you think about it? Um, I like I, I I'm not gonna be clamoring to to watch it again anytime soon. But I actually liked it. I'm I'm gonna describe it in a certain way that I. Don't I don't typically think I would describe something like this because for some reason every time I hear somebody say this, uh, it sounds pretentious. But I can't think of any other way to say it. It was charming. I saw it. Had, it, really? had, it, it was charming to me, and also it felt it, it it gave me like a nostalgic feeling because it it felt a lot like those old. Um, those old nature documentary reruns well, <laughs> that they would play on Disney all the time. The very beginning of this movie reminded me of all the cutscenes from Frogs. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I'm watching by watching the frog sequel. It was all <laughs> it was just nature. It was all like super close in shots on like nature and stuff. Well, do you get what I mean though? Like, did you ever did you ever watch those old like those really old nature documentaries that they would play yes. on Disney? Like, sure, the, sure. they were from the 70s, and the 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 uh the look of it the feel of it and the narration was all pretty pretty identical to the way those looked and felt so to me i was watching it and i was like oh it's it's kind of like i'm watching a an old nature documentary yeah. just about bigfoot, bigfoot which no, is I pretty cool i can definitely cool. see that i can definitely see that um, the salamander finds its mate and it goes into the burrow. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like that. <laughs> I don't know that. salamanders of burrows, but... Uh, hey, before we continue, can you reach into the boggy creek and uh, find Bigfoot's dick for me? <laughs> hey, hey, now. Uh, there you go. It's a good thing your friend left. That could have gotten weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There was uh, it, well, a few interesting things about this, even though you hated it, you son of a bitch. Um, I learned some things though. This film was actually a huge success. Yeah. Uh, is, especially in drive-ins. Which, if you think about it, even even you not really liking this movie, think about a, a warm summer night being at the drive-in watching it on the big screen. Wouldn't it be pretty cool? No. No. <laughs> not this movie. Well, I love the, the drive-in. We go to you, the man. drive-in every year, but like, I, I I'm no. I don't know. I. I, I guess I just dif- I will say this. I will say disagree this. on this one. I will say this. I did watch this movie in three parts. Mm. You know, I, I, I didn't I didn't have time to actually sit down and watch it. I, I saw you know, like like thirty five minutes here or thirty five minutes here, whatever. I don't think that made a huge difference on this particular movie because it wasn't like there was like big action, you know, sequences or horror sequences yeah. that you were cutting off. But anytime you do but, that it will take you a little sure, bit out of the but, movie. I don't know. Um, it was very fragmented to me, though, too, though. Like, they would talk about the girls in the cabin. Yeah. And then they would go and talk about something else. And then you would forget about the girls in the cabin, and then, just like that, you're back to the girls in the cabin. Yeah. And, like, the, the pacing was all weird. Well, like you the say, I mean, it was... It, weird. Like you say, though, it was kind of cut together like an Unsolved Mysteries episode. Because that's sort of the way... That's yeah, sort of the formula of Unsolved better, Mysteries. But, actually, so this was... Uh, going back to the success of it... Um, 
it uh, it had a I, I think it was a hundred a hundred sixty thousand dollar budget, um, and it and it grossed twenty million dollars, making it the tenth highest grossing movie in nineteen seventy two. It was pretty impressive for a, you know, just yeah, that's a, true. Especially for like, I don't know, horror, horror movies, especially like a, a documentary style horror movie. That's it's not gonna it's not gonna blow up nowadays. No, that's true. You know what I mean? That's that's very well. Paranormal Activity was not documentary style, but it was it was more found footage. It was, no, it was it was found footage, but it was it was documentation. But it was also right in the heart of all of like the found the footage. huge found yeah, footage that's true. boom. That's true. So that's true. Um, um, I don't know. I, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say about that, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, like I said, I don't think I would be going back to watch it anytime soon. But I didn't hate it. Well, here's here's some things I learned. Okay. Apparently, cats die out of fear from seeing Bigfoot. That can happen. Die. That can happen. Apparently, women die out of fear <laughs> from seeing Bigfoot. People, and, they th- and they have to be resuscitated. People have died of fear before, Mike. That's a that's a real thing. <laughs> the way this movie set it up, though, she looks out the window, she sees Sasquatch in the woods, and she just dies, and they had, and they had to resuscitate her. It's like, what? Well, I mean, what if she had a heart condition or something? Well, I think that one of the interesting things about this, and maybe you're not really taking this into consideration, is that everybody in this movie mm-hmm. are the... like. These are all true accounts, like all of the, all of the, well, allegedly true accounts. Sure. All of the narrative scenes that you're seeing, like the recreations, are all the first-hand accounts of the people, and the people who are playing the parts in this movie yeah. are the actual people that it happened to. Oh, are they really? Yeah. That, I so did that not makes know it, that. That makes it a little it makes more interesting, right? makes the acting a little better. Well, yeah, because the acting this is terrible. horrific. <laughs> also terrible was the music in this movie. Oh, <laughs> Oh God! It still just there was. Okay, if it there still was, just made it feel like if, the. If there was a scene and there was like three women and a baby stuck in a house, the music was, and then the three ladies and the baby in the house. Like well, it's like what? It was, what it was supposed music? to. I mean, it was because it was in Arkansas. It was supposed to have like this folksy feel about it. You know uh, what I mean? It's not painting Arkansas very nice. I'll tell you that much. Well, because the the uh, the the narrator who was, uh, coming back to folk. To look into look into this mystery a little more, um, he had seen him or heard him. He heard him scream out in the woods when he was seven years old. Yeah. And then they left, and he this was like his first time returning, and he's hearing all was, these stories. And was stuff the guy like at the very end that walked into the house? Was he the narrator? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Right. That's he was like returning to his old house to <laughs> just kind of stomp, stomp the grounds. Yeah, exactly. So, because Bigfoot has big feet, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, actually, I thought I thought that they did a a pretty good job of like, because it was a low budget movie, they weren't they weren't going to be able to make Bigfoot look real awesome. So I thought I thought no, that they, I thought, they, I thought they did a good job of yeah. like obscuring him just enough you to where you could enough. see him. Yeah, you saw him enough. Like he was definitely a force there. Like he, right. he wasn't hidden, but but he was far enough away to where he looked like the Patterson version of Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. Kind of constantly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I like that about it. I will say this too: the cover art for this movie is like I've 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 seen it for years. I've actually like had this movie on my watch list for years. The cover art for this movie is like one of my favorite images ever. It's as, pretty cool. As far as cover art goes, I really, I really like it. I think yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it, it is cool. I'll give it that. Because it's got a. It's if nothing got, else. It's got good cover. <laughs> I, I think what it is, I, I, 
I, I could be wrong about this, and corrections if I am wrong, but it, it looks like a an actual f photograph of a landscape. And it's like a landscape of Boggy Creek. Mm -hmm. um, like you see the water and you see the trees in the background, and it's like just, it this, right now. just this bright orange sky, like at sunset. And then you see what almost looks like a hand-drawn monster. Yeah. Like kind of wading through the water. Yeah, I'm and he's at, got he's got he's posturing in a way that almost makes him look like he's running toward the he camera. He actually looks like he's ice skating. <laughs> like a <laughs> he does. He, like a speed skater. <laughs> Isn't that cool though? Yeah, and I'm looking at the background. The background is definitely hand drawn, but oh, it does. That, yeah, it's but painted, it does right. look really good though. Yeah, it's cool. I would I would frame this on my wall. Isn't that an awesome image? It, it, I think it, it's it really is. cool. It's really really cool. Yeah, I dig that so quite a bit. If nothing else, that if you can't take anything else away from this movie, it's got really awesome cover art. Um, but well, I would I would, I would say I would say watch it at least once. You know, there's one other part of the movie that really bothered me. What? There's a part in the movie where. They're recounting the uh, the women uh, who are in the house. Uh, I think told uh, the sheriff or whoever that they saw the Sasquatch, and so I think then they're all out in the woods looking for them. They yeah. saw like a search party. They mm -hmm. have all these dogs and they're out in the woods looking for them. And they're talking about how these are the greatest search dogs in the area, and they're going through and this and that. And then all of a sudden, one guy breaks off on his own, breaks off on his own, and he sees Sasquatch and yeah. scares him to death. And his dog runs off. Wait, does it actually scare him to death? No, you can't. You can't say that it's lightly only, when, it's when you actually cats have cats and women. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's only cats and women. Uh, so it scares the guy. Dog runs off or whatever, and then it goes back to them searching more. And the narration never talks about this guy having an encounter. It just goes back to them searching for him. They never even mention the fact well, yeah. that this guy saw Bigfoot. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> they, it, it's the whole point of what they're doing is looking for Bigfoot. They find him and well, they just completely blow past it. Do you really need narration at that point, though? Like, at that point, you can see that No, this but guy the narration has... should have been a guy runs back to the search party and goes, I saw Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. And he, he never, doesn't, he, he yeah, doesn't he never even return. Reports back to they him. don't even mention this guy ever again. Maybe, he didn't die. Maybe Bigfoot killed him. I mean, maybe, but they don't show it, so how are we supposed to fucking know? <laughs> I was like, I was watching, I was like, what, what happened to the guy? What? <laughs> like, uh, it was just very, very befuddling to me. Befuddling. Befuddling. Um, uh, anyway, that's... Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. That's the legend with, of Bucky Creek. Yeah. Uh, Mike hated it. I thought it was okay. Just so it gets one cockeyed thumb. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> that's all it gets. We'll just touch our thumbs together in the middle somewhere, and, and that's... Touch, touch it. <laughs> so the last movie I don't feel comfortable right the now. last movie we're talking about tonight is uh, the best right can we agree um yeah I, I think yeah, I think I, it was yeah, I like I, exists a lot but man Willow Creek well cause this movie did oh it was perfect this movie did so much with so little Ugh. that it was amazing and it uh, did everything right right that was the best that, that was the crowning achievement is that it achieved what it achieved with having nothing yeah. Literally nothing. Yeah. I know I, I I have a little insider knowledge on this movie that I uh re-listened to a certain favorite podcast. Oh, did podcast you listen to that? Ours. Okay. Well, anyway, so we'll get to that. We're okay. talking okay. about Willow Creek for from 2013, directed by Bob Ka Bobcat written, Goldthwait. Written and directed. Written and directed by Bobcat Goldthwait, who if you don't Goldthwait. Goldthwait. It's a weird I, last name to say. Yeah, it's I've hard never to say. been able to say it right until recently. Bobcat Goldthwait. Um who if you don't know who he is he was uh, in all the police academy movies yeah he's the guy with he's the guy with the weird voice in all the police academy <laughs> movies <laughs> yeah that's, that's pretty good actually was it, was it, was it? <laughs> yeah not bad 
Um, so I, when you told me about this movie a while back, I was like, Bobcat well, is Bob, directing Bob, with us? Bobcat, Bobcat is also a director, though. He's directed movies like God Bless America and World's Greatest Dad. Well, right. We talked about one of them actually on the show uh, a while, a while back. World's Greatest Dad, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, didn't really, I didn't really know that he was directing movies until you told yeah, me about as, it. As, as he so eloquently puts it, he retired from acting when they stopped casting him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now he directs. <laughs> he definitely was like a, cause you know, he, he kind of pigeonholed himself, which is fine. I mean, he had a, he had a decently successful career sure, as an actor. He had a, and then really he just, good career as an yeah, actor. And well, then, he does voice acting a lot still. Yeah, I could so. see that. So uh, anyway, you want me to hit you with a little synopsis here? Uh, I have one as well. I, I truncated mine because the only one that was available was really long. Oh, why don't you go so, for it then? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jim and his girlfriend Kelly are visiting the infamous Willow Creek, the alleged home of the original Bigfoot legend, the tale of the huge ape-like creatures that roam the forests of North America. Deep in the dark, silent woods, isolated and hours from human contact, neither Kelly nor Jim are prepared for what is hidden, hidden between the trees and what happens when the cameras start rolling. Mm-hmm. So this this kind of starts off with uh, just a just a guy and a girl road uh, tripping. Yeah, road tripping, talking about Bigfoot. It's obvious that the girl uh, she's just there to support her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She has, she's got no interest in Bigfoot. She doesn't believe in Bigfoot. Um, he super does believe in Bigfoot, like to the point where it's a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. And and he a wants fanatical. Yeah, he's a bit fanatical. He's not a documentarian whatsoever and that's obvious because he's very awkward in front of the camera. <clears throat> and uh they just uh they're they're headed down here to see if they can either prove or disprove mm-hmm. the existence of Bigfoot. He wants to go he's to He's also the, got ulterior motives. Um what what? Whoa. Uh, he he has a he has a proposal for her. Oh yeah, well yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really spoiling anything. No, not really. I'm not going to say what she says. <laughs> no, he's yeah he's uh he's planning on proposing to his girlfriend while they're hunting for Bigfoot. Very very If that's not romance, <laughs> I mean I would say yes, but that's me. Yeah. Um, they uh, um, they, oh they're 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 headed. He wants to go to the site of the original, uh. Ross Pat no not Ross, Ross Patterson? Uh Patterson No we should know this. Yeah, James, <laughs> continue. Just, uh, just go on, I'll find it. So the very the very famous footage of Bigfoot, you know, the the grainy uh nineteen seventies foot was it the seventies? Yeah. Uh the very grainy footage taken in the uh that clearing in the woods, like by the quarry. Yeah. Uh they're they're headed out to that original film site. That's what he wants to do anyway. Yeah. It's pretty closed off though. So um they they make it into the the town that they're headed to. Patterson That's, Gimlin. Patterson Gimlin. Yeah, That's there you the go. One. Um they make it into the town and uh and it's it's very kitschy, you know. It's uh there's a basically every storefront is named after Bigfoot. Um, there's big. It's a tourist town. Yeah, it's a like I it's said, exactly it's a kitschy it tourist it town. Looks, there's... It looks a lot like Michigan's own Caseville, just with Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I actually, I I would love to go there sometime. It'd be it'd be fun. Are you I, kid me, I'd love to. You kind of wonder like how much, how how sick the locals get of it. Oh, at, I'm sure you know? they do. I'm sure. But, or at least not not a big deal. Like, oh, yeah, Bigfoot down there. Right. Like, well, they even interview uh, one woman at one point, which I I thought it was cool. They actually uh, 
when they do interviews in this movie, they're with the actual people. They're interviewing. They're, real... they're interviewing real well, citizens of of this town, aside from a couple, um, and uh, and so you're getting the real stories from them. But they they interview one of the women who uh, owns a hotel. It's 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 Bigfoot related. You know, it's like the Bigfoot Inn, and uh, she doesn't believe in Bigfoot whatsoever. Do you think do you think that um, job finders are having a hard time down there? Why? It's looking like, hey, do you need a big foot job? <laughs> Got lots of big foot jobs over here. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, yeah, so let's uh, let's jump into the to the meat of this movie. Um, okay, so uh, Jim and Kelly, mm-hmm. they're out road tripping. They find they get they get to the Patterson area, yeah. And they uh, their car gets cut off, the road gets cut off, so they hike it back towards the woods. Uh, they end up setting up camp, and <laughs> at that point is sort of where the movie finds its its footing. I I do think it's important to I think it's important to mention at this point that they've run into a couple locals. Oh yes. Up up to this point that they. Um, are not happy with them being there. Right, like there's, there's, well, because one guy, one guy spots them kind of making a mockery uh, of one of the the statues, and he says, "This isn't a joke," you know, and just kind of walks off, and it's like, oh, that was sort of eerie. And then as they're headed down to the Patterson Gimlin yeah. uh, site, there's just some dude walking through the woods, and he comes up, and he and he tells them to basically turn around and go I home. This. I got this. Why don't you turn your car around, go back to town, maybe get yourself a t-shirt, maybe go have a piece of pie at the Fuck You Cafe, and get out of here. <laughs> exactly. Piece of pie at the Fuck You Cafe. You're stealing that. <laughs> That's such a good line. Oh, and, uh, yeah, so so then they, they end up doing their hike uh, to get he Jim knows a different way around. Uh-huh. So they, they end up making the, making the hike to... Uh, to the to the site. Well, they didn't make it to the actual site. They're like in the vicinity, though. Like they're in the woods where. Well, he says, yeah, he says yeah. they're close. So they're not they, down though at like the creek where the right. Where so they stop and they set up. They set up. Uh, set up camp. Up to this point, they're really like. There's not a ton that has happened in this movie, but. Uh, Un- unlike unlike the it, atmosphere of the movie is great though. Yeah. There's something a little bit unsettling about the the, the where they're at the the the, uh, the town that they're in. Like it's a, there's a kind of a weird funk in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just doing their thing and they're kind of like just stupid tourists, you know, interviewing yeah. people. Um, the entire time though, you right. get this Jim, Jim sort is, of weird uneasy sense though. Yeah, Jim's kind of cavalier about the whole thing because he thinks he knows. He thinks he knows everything, you know. So he's he's gonna just go and he's gonna do it and and. You know, they even they interview one guy who is one of the people who are the actual like in real life one of the people who lives in the town. It's the guy uh, who owned the was it a is a bookstore? Yes, it's yeah. a bookstore, and this guy was just it was like a Bigfoot freak, crazy like, knowledgeable about Bigfoot and about the Patterson Gimlin uh, location, and and he basically tells him like most importantly like I can tell you how to get there. And I'll tell you, like, I'll, t- I'll tell you all the precautions you need to take. And the last thing he says is just make sure that you don't go in there unprepared. Yeah. I would have taken that guy with me. Yeah. Why didn't they say, hey, close up shop, come out there with us? Or we'll even pay you. Yeah. Because he, he says he's been there yeah. before, you know. Yeah. Mistake number one. 
mistake number one. Mistake number two is that they don't listen to him because uh, Jim thinks they he's the man. They go very unprepared. They go very <laughs> unprepared, and uh, and that ends up being their downfall, in a way. Oh. So, uh, anyway, they set up camp. Um, is it the and first night? Like, the very first night? Yes, yeah. Oh, so, they've they've actually heard weird uh, w- vocalizations, you know. Yeah, from, gi- from this point on, I want to... I wanna- put a forewarning out there from this point on we're going to give a little bit of spoilers because i kind of want to talk about the setup to in my opinion one of the greatest scenes in this type of movie in the genre um so they they set up their camp they set up their tent or whatever and then they go down to the to the creek and go swimming uh he goes skinny dipping and got a real small penis well it was under the water so there's like that like refraction of light hey you gotta a certain take, crab you gotta... once told me thing once told me that everything was better under the sea. It's <laughs> not true. Not true. You, you gotta take <laughs> you gotta take shrinkage into into account here too. Um, maybe that's why she answered his in the way that she oh, answered. Oh, I see. Yep. She finally saw that thing. She's like, no. <laughs> Just keep, keep going. <laughs> anyway, so they go they go swimming down there, or whatever. They go back to camp though, and the tent is in shambles. Right, it's torn down. Everything's thrown everywhere. Something. Or someone has completely just destroyed their camp. They assume it's either either a bear or trying the, to find food, or, or the, the locals are fucking with yep. them. Um, so they reset. They reset out the camp, or whatever. He assures her there's nothing. It's just people trying to scare him and this and that. Uh, they go into the tent. Uh, <clears throat> he does his thing. They go to lay down at night, and then they get woken up by some sounds. Right. And this is where the greatest. 19 minute 21 minutes no it was i thought it was 19 20 the the thing online said 21 and a half minutes between 19 and 21 minute (laughs) one -er ever it is incredible a a one -er, by the way in case you don't i don't do film speak is is it's a constant it's just it's just a constant camera shot it never breaks does not cut um um and it's it's it is impeccably acted it's in my opinion it's crazy because i like halfway through it i i paused i probably shouldn't have because i i probably broke the mood but halfway through this i paused and i was like i was like this has been going on for like 12 minutes and i am completely captivated oh yeah oh yeah it was it was literally 19 to 21 and a half minutes of just a shot of the two of them like the camera's set up on one side of the tent and it's shooting directly at them and it's just 20, 21 minutes of them reacting to what's going on around them outside. Yeah. And for like and 10... And it starts off with not a whole lot. That's like, the beauty of the scene. Like 10, 10 minutes of it is literally just them sitting and waiting. Like they hear a sound and then they're just sitting and waiting for another sound to happen. Yeah. And but it, it's so tense. And it doesn't happen like in ah. succession. Nah. <laughs> it's, so, it, it's so intense. Um, Yeah. Like, like uh, did you hear about the circus? It's intense. <laughs> Come on, it was good. Um, yeah, that, that's the thing, though. When it starts off that first 10 minutes, it's not like it's boom, 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 things are happening. It's you hear a sound, and then you're just sucked into their reactions. Like, they're just like, you see them go from zero to 100, you mm-hmm. know, like, over the course of this 20 minutes, and it's and it's absolutely brilliant. Like, it's, it's zero to a silent 100, though. Sure, it's, sure. It's, it's 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 very believable. It's like very genuine. It's the same way that you would react if you heard like you just you lean forward, your eyes are huge and wide. I think we did that while we were watching. We were yeah, and like, and you, what is going to happen next, and you, you know? And you're just sitting there in like this horrible like palpable tense moment 
waiting for something else to happen. Mm-hmm. And then a few other things start to happen slowly, and then it starts to get closer, and then... then- Boom, something hits the 10, like 12 or 13 minutes in. Mm-hmm. That's the first time that it actually gets aggressive towards the actual tent. But then, it goes, away, but then it goes then away. Then it goes again. away, yeah. It, oh, it's so good. And then it waits a couple Bob, minutes. Bobcat and then... is a genius at the scene. Yeah. Like, like he really proved that he really knows how to get a performance out of people, but really knows how to set a scene. Like His, his directing chops in this scene in particular... Are, like have made me a fan. I want to go see everything he's done right. now because it's it's so brilliantly done. Right. And not to take away. I mean, yeah, it's like very much the direction. I said that last week. I, I think that a good a good director uh, gets the the re, like gets the performance sure, out of the actors, sure. and I'm sure that's what he was doing here. Uh, Alexi Gilmore, who played Kelly. Yeah. In this scene, I was just like, she, I, I'll use the word spellbinding because yeah. I literally believed. Every single reaction that she had, yeah. and him, yeah. he was trying to play the role of tough guy, but yeah, he, he was, was telling, yeah, he, he was, was terrified, like, and, and, yeah. and, and it was pulled off perfectly. Mm-hmm. I can't suck the dick of this scene enough. Like I, I, just, I can't. <laughs> it's so good. And then, and then, just to ramp up the like the freak out factor of of this scene a little bit more, aside from the you're hearing like the like the inhuman sort of cries of whatever's out there, yeah, and then you're also hearing the the crunching footsteps around the tent something touches the tent at one point in time mm-hmm. but also at one point in it's a time good thing, it's a good thing they weren't in exists because if they threw a bike at that tent they would have been killed <laughs> but but also at one point in time just faintly in the background you hear what sounds like the crying of a woman yeah and and kelly says that she's like is that a fucking woman crying out there and and it only happens for like a couple seconds yeah. and, and you're it never like, goes back to it you're like, what was that? Like, why? And then you hear Bigfoot again, and you're sucked back into the Bigfoot. Exactly. And it's and it's, oh my god, it's so it's it's so good. Um, <laughs> I, I literally I'm like, yeah, thinking so, about it, I'm like I'm like reliving it. So they they so this this scene ends. Uh, they finally, you know, they make it to dawn. They're mm-hmm. like, all right, it's dawn. Get, We're getting get out of here. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. They uh, yeah. they pack up. They're getting out. Um, <laughs> Jim is still being frustratingly fanboy about Bigfoot because he keeps stopping because he's like, "Oh, I found a clump of hair." Yeah. And he gets out some rubber gloves and he wants to like package it up in a in a Ziploc bag and stuff. It's like, dude, just just and she's run. freaking just out go. because she wants to get out of there. And they end up doing the the, the, the classic the sort of Blair Witch thing where yep. they walked for three hours and then they they end up back at the same tree. Yep. Um, and uh, so they end up basically, uh. Toward the end of the movie, they have to drop their gear. Yeah, and we're gonna we're probably gonna give away the ending a, uh, li- I, a little bit because I I want to should we not talk about it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of I was kind of up in the air about it. I kind of want to. Okay. Okay. So here's a forewarning right now. If this movie sounds like your cup of tea and you want to watch and you don't want to know the ending, turn. This is the last one that we're talking about. Yeah. Turn the podcast off. We're gonna talk about watch, this for like the next four minutes. Yeah. Watch the movie. And then come back to us because yeah. we're gonna kind of give part of the ending away here. Okay, we're good. So, so they they drop their gear. So they end up, uh, and and at this point they've done a giant circle in the woods. So now they're trying to make it back to their car, and they're running out of daylight. Mm-hmm. And eventually they do run out of daylight. And these whatever is after them is uh, kind of toying with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's screaming every once in a while. It's throwing things at them. 
but it's never coming near. And then finally they end up basically just huddled next to a tree in the complete darkness, uh-huh. just waiting to see what happens. And uh, they start to, they, they hear something, and they so they start to kind of move away from that sound, uh-huh. and then they end up coming across something else. That something else is it starts at the ground, camera goes up, and it's it's the feet of a human being. And mm-hmm. you go up, and there is and and what you see is this disheveled. She had to have been in the wilderness for a long time. Woman, dirty naked woman, standing there, yeah. like yelling. And it's no, that, she's not yelling. Okay, okay, no, she's, no, just, she's completely she, silent. She's, yeah. she, you're right, she's silent. But the yelling though is is what you heard when they were in the tent. The crying. It suddenly makes sense now. The woman crying. Yes. Now, right. and, and the woman, we're watching this, like, there was a part in the movie where the, when they're in town, there's a, a, a missing poster. And the two, and Jim and Kelly made fun of the missing poster, saying, oh, everybody looks so happy in their missing photos, and this and that. And they make a big deal out of it. Well, the woman at the end is the woman from the missing uh, pictures. Yeah. And so what we were led to believe is that well, the we big, didn't know that at first. We actually went, this was one of those movies where we went back and yeah, like yeah. Kept, and we're like, oh, like if you look at the missing poster, it says she was wearing a necklace with a horseshoe medallion. Yep. So we went back and went frame for frame and like and we, checked yep. out and she had a necklace with a horseshoe medallion on so it. So basically, the Bigfoots, Sasquatches, Sasquatches, they they're kidnapping people, women in particular, to reproduce. Who knows. Now, to, I, I, who knows now, what I for, need, but... I need to look at... I didn't have time to look into this more, but I, I believe that there are other... Um, I think even in The Legend of Boggy Creek, at one point in time, they made, they made mention of uh, Sasquatches kidnapping women. In particular, yes, women. Yes, I think you're right, yeah. And, uh, and I also saw the last few minutes of another movie earlier where at the end there's just one woman left and they drag her into the woods. Yeah. So I don't even remember what the name of the movie was because it looked terrible, but it kind of it just sure 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 proves more about this point. But uh, so you see this woman, they kind of start to put two and two together. Well, no, I mean within like they see the woman, and then within four seconds, oh yeah, Jim oh. is being dragged away. Yeah, um, it sounds like he's probably being murdered yep. by a Sasquatch. And then you just hear Kelly off in the distance somewhere. Running. Just and, yelling yeah. and screaming, help me, help me, help but me. But not dying. But not dying. Not, so basically it's like they're taking her. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. And so, yeah. So like why are they taking women? Are they taking them to like mate with? Like are they taking them to... And and it's what's even creepier is that that woman was standing in the woods by herself. So it's almost like she... She knows that there's no escaping. Like, she's just... She's a part of their hunting she's party. She's a part of their way. party. Yeah. Like, she just knows that she's supposed to stay with them, which is like, really freaky. It's like when, like, if you hear a woman yelling in the woods, it's going to draw people out to come find, oh, there's somebody lost in the right. woods. And that's oh, the way, yeah, the way coyotes will, like, yes. uh, mimic it's the sounds of she's puppies. She's bait, basically. Oh, that's freaky. So there you go. Maybe yeah. that's... Oh, I just got chills. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, uh, God. I, I, was, I was a little, like, I'll, I'll be honest, like... Right after that shot of the woman and uh, the end of the movie, I like the my first thought went to not Sasquatch but Skinwalkers. I was like, so Mm -hmm. what's the like? Why was there this 
apparently like a woman standing there. Is are we dealing with more of like a skinwalker? And there situation? was a Native American person that they interviewed. Yeah, in the this beginning was, of the this movie, this was one of the people that played herself, and she gave a first-hand account of seeing Sasquatch when she was younger. Her name was, and I looked it up because it sounded like they were saying Sean L. White guy Senior. Yeah. yeah. Her name was Sean L. White guy Senior. Oh, well, there you go. I, <laughs> that's that's a strange name, but that's that's fine. Um, it's a case so of whitewashing if I've ever seen it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, like if you know anything about uh, Native American lore, mm-hmm. that idea of skinwalkers kind of popped into my head. But then we started to think more about, you know, that was the missing woman from the beginning. Maybe they're maybe it's actually Bigfoot, Sasquatch, yeah. and taking the women for some reason or another. I really do like the idea though of Bigfoot being a skinwalker. And that's why you don't see them all the time. That's why you never find their bones. That's why you never find their bodies. Right. That's why you never see more than one of them at a time. Is because it really is like this skinwalker thing. And like, skin, I skinwalkers love that are skinwalkers are basically uh, like beings, like supernatural beings who can change form. Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and I love the idea that I'm surprised that no one's taken that and ran with it. You know. I'm sure there's got to be not, not that I've ever heard of. I've never heard of a movie that combined those two things together. Not not specifically Bigfoot, but I don't know. We'll have to look into it. Yeah. Maybe there is something out yeah, there. Maybe I hope I hope so because it's a sweet movie. <laughs> we'll make it. How about we make it? Um, so uh, um, yeah, I don't. So I've, a little, I have a little, a little bit of inside knowledge oh, yeah, about the making your, of this movie. Okay. Um, so on the movie Crypt, Bobcat Goldthwait was a gold Goldthwait was a uh, a guest on the movie Crypt. Mm-hmm. And I went back, I, I listened to this a long time ago, but I wanted to refresh myself on what he was talking about. And uh, he talks about how uh, Joe Lynch is sort of behind him making this movie. In that, uh, before they made this, uh, Joe Lynch and Bobcat were talking, and Bobcat had two movies he wanted to do. One was this Sasquatch movie. Mm-hmm. The other was this, like, I'm sure I'm getting this wrong, but like, the, the cannibal, like, uh, like kids thing like really weird I'm getting this completely wrong but the point <laughs> is is this movie couldn't have been made without a budget like it really needed to be done well yeah. in order to make it and so Joe Lynch goes well what about the, your, this fucking Bigfoot movie like like you could do that really easily just do it as found footage mm-hmm. and Bobcat was kind of like up in the air about it he goes yeah but this can be your found footage movie you can do it right and you can do it how you want it and so then like within a week Bobcat was filming really uh, he basically hired a bunch of Craigslist people to shoot the movie and everything he hired his whole crew was like basically, the whole crew well was, they they only had a crew of like seven, seven people seven right? people he hired them off craigslist was that including actors he uh i don't know about the actors oh, okay but uh i think it was included i think it was seven total hmm. i think it was seven total and they and and bobcat the, that week he said he put like 1400 miles on his car just driving around to all the different bigfoot sightings in areas and he's a big bigfoot like uh, enthusiast himself, mm-hmm. and so he he did all his research real quick. He wrote a a um, he didn't write a script. It doesn't sound like, but he wrote a really detailed outline and then all of his notes and stuff. And I think a lot of this was ad libbed, which, which gives even more, which gives even more of a a, a boost to those actors. I think, for I think in the found, way they acted. I think that's the way to go in found footage. As long as your if your narrative is really complicated, like um like. The Chernobyl Diaries, or sure, something, sure. something like that. Um, that's different. Yeah, that's different. You have to kind of have it a lot scripted. More production to that. But for something like this, where it's just two people in the woods searching for something, I think that's the way to go. Is just have an outline and then just let them run with it. Yeah. And it's, like that, you said, it says a lot for as long as you have people who are good at improv. It says a lot about their sure. skill. You know. Well, he said they spent the entire car ride going out to the uh, out to the 
to the woods essentially because they did film this in the woods they right. filmed this actually there yeah um they went over all the character types their backstories what they would do in certain situations like and he prepped these two actors on everything mm-hmm. um and they actually did film this out in the middle of the woods I, and I, got, I know there's a part where uh, when they did that 20 minute oneer, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the I think the it was the actor actress I think said we can just do this in a parking lot, and Bobcat's like no, <laughs> we're gonna do it here. Yeah. And he he was cueing people around the tents to do everything perfectly. Like it was just I don't know the whole making of this movie was it proves that you can literally make a great movie with nothing. Do you know what the budget was for this? I think it was like 20 G's. Really? And he self-financed the entire thing. Wow. He just made the movie. Yeah. And that's awesome. Like 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 to aspiring filmmakers like just to know that you can make this quality of a movie with virtually nothing. Right. That's awesome. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Um and so yeah, it was it's just really cool to know to, to know that backstory and then to see how effective the movie was. I I like I said, I can't sing this movie's praises enough. I love this movie. I thought it was great. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. And I like it the more I think about it, too. A couple days removed from watching it, and I'm really, really like... Yeah, I'd like to watch it again, honestly. <laughs> as would I, as would I. Yeah. And, and we never mentioned this. You'd never see a Bigfoot in this movie. Oh, no. No, no never. That's that's the, the, the... I think its greatest achievement is that it makes you 100% believe that, that they were being stalked by Bigfoot mm-hmm. without ever seeing it. Right. Do they have any experiences of their own? Any weird stuff happening out in these locations they're at? I don't think so. But like I said, Bobcat, though, is a huge Bigfoot enthusiast. He actually right. just finished a movie. Um, well, where is it at here? I have it written down. He just completed a documentary called American Bigfoot. Oh, really? So this, so after he made Will Creek, that, that must have stuck with him. Because oh, yeah. he just made this documentary about another you know Bigfoot thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't think they had any experiences out there or anything like that. Um, but it seemed very authentic because I think of his love for it and, you know, his love for the lore and all that stuff. Yeah. So. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, that's, so Will, uh, that's Willow, Willow Creek. Creek. Yeah. Um, well, that'll do it for, for Bigfoot. That'll do it. That'll do it. So if you want to find us on any of our social media sites, you can find us on SoundCloud, Horror Amino, Facebook, and Instagram at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC, and you cannot find us. Well, you can still find us on Twitter or on Tumblr. It just won't be. Updated. It just won't be up to date because, uh, well, retired. Retired. Yeah, yes, that's a very good way of saying it. We retired the Tumblr. And if you want to find J Raj over here, check it out at Ocean Recording on social media with that little at symbol. <laughs> And go to www.oceanrecordingstudio.com. Yeah, boy. Any uh, got any, any promotions going on right now? Just finished one up. Oh, yeah? All Maybe, right. Probably another one next week. We're always late, man. <laughs> Every week. We're always late. <laughs> That's all right. We'll hit them one of these times. You should just do a special Buzzkill podcast promotion sometime. There you go. Like, like, you like go. an all-the-time one, you know? An all-the-time. Yeah. I got you. Free recording, baby. For life! Alright, that'll do it, boys. I had a great time. Thanks for having me in. I'm off to scare some cats and women to death. Peace! (laughs) (laughs) Peace! Uh, See ya, Mr. Squatch. Cheers, boys. Off in the distance, I'm hearing Squatch calls calling back to me. Very primate-like. Woo! Whoop! Whoop!